Hello and welcome. This is Colleen O'Grady, the host of the Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. This is a gathering place for moms to be encouraged, nurtured, and inspired. Also, you'll learn the latest in teen research and trends and get practical parenting tips. You really can improve your relationship with your teen and enjoy the teenage years. Welcome back, everybody, to the 78th episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. I'm Colleen O'Grady, the host of the show. I can't believe that another Dial Down the Drama book club is over. I'm very sad. And I think that's one of my favorite things I do because I really, really get to know my community. And I get to keep current on what y'all are going through, like all the confusion about the school in the fall, if it's online, hybrid, or in person. And because we are still in the land of crazy COVID, I'm going to launch Dial Down the Drama Book Club again um, around the third week of September. And I want to be a support for you again during this crazy time. And I'll be letting you know more about that in the weeks to come. You can also let me know if you're interested uh, in the Dial Down the Drama Book Club now, because it is a small group and it's going to fill up. For those of you who don't like groups, I do offer individual mom coaching, and that can be really, really useful right now because it's hard. I know it's hard, and there's so many disruptions in your life, in your family. It's hard on your teens, and this is unprecedented territory, and I'd love to coach you through it. You can reach out to me at Colleen at DollDownTheDrama.com. That's two L's and two E's in Colleen. And you can always go to ColleenOGrady.com and get my free Dial Down the Drama triple pack and get on my list and to make sure that you know what's going on. All right, let's get into the lesson today. Has your teen ever said to you, Mom, you just don't trust me, or just an emphatic, you don't trust me? Now, this can be really confusing to moms, and if your teen has said this to you, you are definitely not the only one. Teens all over the world say, you don't trust me, to their moms. So we're going to explore today why moms get confused about that trust thing and what teens are really up to when they say, you don't trust me. And then we'll explore, should we trust our teens? And then how should we respond to them after they say that to us? Let's say you told your 16-year-old son that he can drive if he uses Life 360. He says, sure, but then on a Friday night, you look at your app, and you figure out he turned off his phone, and you have no idea where he is, and you can't see his location in real time. He comes home when he was supposed to and says, hey, mom, and you say, why did you turn your phone off? You know you can't drive if I can't track you, and then he says, oh, sorry, my phone died, and you doubt if that's really true, and you think, he's been drinking. You tell him you're grounded for the rest of the weekend. And then he gets really mad at you and says, Oh my God, Mom, what's the big deal? My phone died. And then he says those four little words that sends you into a tailspin. You don't trust me. Your daughter is sick of being stuck at home and asks if she can spend the night at her friend's Lindsay's house. And you say, Well, I'll have to call and talk to her mom. And then your daughter gets upset and yells, Mom, why don't you trust me? In my 50,000 hours of talking to moms and teens, here's what I know. When your son or daughter says to you, you don't trust me, it triggers something in moms, and you can get really confused. So I want to help you with that. 
After your teen says, you don't trust me, to be honest, you don't trust him or her. Your mother's intuition knows that they weren't telling the truth, or you think, something's fishy about going over to Lindsay's house. I wonder if her mom's going to be home. Moms have that instinct and can sniff out risky situations, and they kind of know when they're being lied to. So first we have this intuition that we shouldn't trust our teens, but then we start to get confused when we add a little doubt to the equation. Well, maybe his phone really died. I mean, do I really need to check with her mom? I mean, do I? Why can't I just trust what my daughter says? You doubt your intuition, your hunch, your knowing. You doubt and question your rules or guidelines that you've set. Does he really need to have Life360 on his phone? Should I let her stay out later? Do I let my 15-year-old daughter go out with her boyfriend in his car? Is it okay for them to be in her room or in his room? Do you let your son go over to his friend's house to go swimming? But is it really just going to be him and one friend? Or are other kids going to be there? And have they been exposed to COVID? And then add the most confusing part. You feel like you are a bad parent if you don't trust your teen. It becomes like this deep question. And when your daughter says, you don't trust me, with all this intensity and seriousness, and she looks so hurt and just can't believe that my own mom won't trust me, well, you feel bad. It's like she's saying you don't believe in her and you don't really love her or that you think that she's a bad person, which of course none of that is true. You actually think your daughter's a really good kid. So you hate that she feels that way. She makes you feel like what kind of mom wouldn't trust her own daughter or son? Well, let me first say that when your son or daughter says, you don't trust me, they really don't want a very deep answer. And they don't want to really talk about the relationship between you and them and trust. What they want is really something very superficial. They want to go to the party. They want to go do what they want to do. They have an agenda, and this is a tactic to get you to feel guilty so they can hang out with their friends. So should you trust your teen? And what would you base this on? Like, I should trust my teen because they're a good kid, or I shouldn't trust my teen because he's a bad kid? Okay, let me help you here. I like to talk about the capital T trust and the smaller letter T trust. Capital T trust is the big, big picture. One definition of trust is a firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of someone. So capital T trust is you can believe in the gifts and abilities and character of your teen and that they have a great future in front of them. And the small T trust is knowing that they are not adults and their biology is still developing. Both capital T and smaller T trust are true at the same time. The answer is that you think your teen is the most amazing teen on this planet and you should not trust your teen despite how good you think they are. Well, why would I say this? Well, many podcasts ago, I talked about the maturity gap. This is where in some areas of your teen, they seem completely like an adult And then others, they don't at all. You watch your daughter perform a perfect grand chate in her dance recital. You watch your son run his heart out for 80 minutes on the soccer field and score several field goals. You're amazed at how strong he is and how agile. 
You're well aware that your daughter has a grown-up female body. You keep telling her to wear longer skirts and hide her cleavage. It's obvious to you that your teen's physical body has reached maturity. And you're amazed at your teen's cognitive abilities. You've watched her concrete thinking evolve to abstract thinking. You can't believe how he can talk about important issues like systemic racism and how much she understands about politics. You're amazed at your daughter's understanding of complex mathematics and science. But then you find out that your daughter sent a nude picture to her boyfriend and that it got spread around school. You're horrified when your son stumbles in drunk at 2 a.m. after he drove home from a party. You found out that your son is playing video games and not watching his online school. Moms, teens are immature in some areas and not at all in others, and this is why you're so confused. There are times you're tricked into thinking your teen is adultish because of their physical maturity and cognitive maturity, but then he or she does something really careless that seems to sabotage their future. So physical maturity plus cognitive maturity plus emotional immaturity equals the maturity gap. This emotional immaturity doesn't go away when your teen graduates from high school, unfortunately. It continues into the mid-20s. So why is this? Is this because of bad parenting? No. It's what's happening to your teenager's brain. Many of you know that your teen's prefrontal cortex is undeveloped until age 25, but many of you don't really know what that means. The prefrontal cortex, which is known as the master control center of the brain, helps with social interactions by helping regulate emotions, controlling impulsive behavior, resisting peer pressure, and having empathy. Also, the prefrontal cortex helps with higher-level cognitive abilities like planning ahead and having a long-term perspective, assessing risk, solving problems, making sound decisions, understanding cause and effect, using good judgment, and giving you cognitive control by suppressing impulses. All those capabilities are functioning in the adult brain, and those same capabilities are very flaky in the teenage brain. So let me go through this list again and think about this question while I'm reading this list. Should you trust a teen who, because of how they are hardwired and where they are developmentally, that they can't regulate emotions? They can't control impulsive behavior. They have a hard time resisting peer pressure or having empathy. They have difficulty planning ahead or having a long-term perspective. They don't assess risk before they take action. They have difficulty solving problems or making sound decisions. They don't understand cause and effect. They don't use good judgment. And they can't suppress their impulses. So should you trust a teen? Now, I know y'all are smart moms, and I'm sure you have the right answer. No, you don't trust your teen. Like you don't trust a toddler to be alone in your front yard. They need your guidance and protection. This doesn't mean that you're mad at them or that you're not proud of them or that you don't think that they're the best human beings in the world. You can absolutely think they are incredible in every way, and you should not trust them. Your teen can be in the top three percentile of their school, but when you put him with a bunch of teens, there's a lot of important information he or she will ignore or not consider. 
They're going to think superficially like, that sounds fun. Let's drive really, really fast after we've had a lot of drinks. And then if you add some love drama in the mix without any emotional regulation, and there's a lot of yelling and crying, and then stir in not controlling impulses, and that there's a lot of beer and a weed available, and then making impulsive decisions like, let's drive really fast, and then not considering cause and effect and long-term consequences, well, it can turn into a hot mess. This is why your teen still needs you to parent them even though they look adultish and think they are smarter than you. That prefrontal cortex is immature and therefore they are emotionally immature and are hardwired to use poor judgment and make bad decisions, especially when other teens are around. Moms, I know you know this because you live with a teen and you watch this every day. But I am stressing this point to take all the guilt away when your daughter or son says to you, Mom, why don't you trust me? So I'll make it simple. When your son or daughter is not regulating emotions or controlling impulsive behavior or resisting peer pressure or having empathy or planning ahead or having a long-term perspective or assessing risk when they're having difficulty solving problems, when they're not making sound decisions, when they don't understand cause and effect, when they don't use good judgment, and when they're not suppressing their impulses, they need you to step in and be their prefrontal cortex because theirs is not working. Another way to say this is the lower brain in the teen is fully developed. It's home to the reward center that seeks hard after dopamine by chasing anything exciting or risky. The lower brain has been compared to an accelerator, and it's really working in a teen. The problem is, is that that prefrontal cortex, which would be considered the brakes, is not fully developed. So the part of the brain that would think logically and think things through and look at the long-term perspective and look at it from other people's perspective and look at the cause and effect, it's not working. Teens have a powerhouse of an accelerator and have flaky brakes or brakes that don't work at all. So what that means for you is that you often have to put on the brakes to the teenager's impulsive and risky behavior. That's why it's good to give your teens accountability with apps like Life360 or making sure you check in with the parent before your daughter goes over to her friend's house. It turns out that your mother's instinct was right after all. Some of you may be thinking, I really should never trust my teen? I mean, can't they earn my trust? Well, the answer is yes and yes. The thing that is challenging about parenting teens is you're dealing with so much ambivalence. I still hold to, you should never trust your teen. Any teen is capable of anything in the wrong situations, but teens can also earn trust. If they are making good decisions and making good grades and are being honest with you, they have earned trust. So what do you do with the earned trust? Well, this is where I like to think of the leash theory. If the teen has demonstrated responsibility and earned trust, then they have earned more freedom. You can extend the curfew. You can let them drive to their friend's house after school. If your daughter is making good grains, she has earned trust and earned freedom. You don't have to micromanage her. But you don't get rid of the parenting leash. You extend it slowly till they graduate. 
You give them more freedom, and if they handle that well and show themselves responsible, you can give them a little more freedom. This is preparing them for leaving home. Lastly, what do you say to your teen that says, you don't trust me? First, remember this question is really a tactic. Answering it is a diversion and a trap. You dodge the question in the moment. You can say something like, I think you're a great kid. I love your friends, but it's my job to parent you, and you know the rules and guidelines in our house. You know that if you're going to drive the car, you need to have your phone charged, and you know that I always check with parents. This is just what we do. Your teen is not going to say, oh, okay, I understand. They will not be happy with you because their tactic didn't work, but that's okay. Later on, if you want to have a deeper talk around trust, you can, but don't try to talk about it when they are pressuring you to do something or trying to get off the hook. But later when that moment has passed, you can have that deeper conversation. You can tell her all the things that you admire about her and that you're here to protect her and guide her and that when she is responsible, then it makes it easier for you to give her more freedom, and freedom is coming. This concludes this week's episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. If this podcast has been helpful, I would absolutely love it if you could go to Apple Podcasts and give Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast a five-star review. This makes it easier for other moms like you to find the support and encouragement they need. Also, my best-selling and award-winning book, Dial Down the Drama, Reducing Conflict, Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter, A Guide for Mothers Everywhere. You can find that and order it online at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. And you can always find other great resources and contact me at ColleenOGrady.com, two L's and two E's. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.